Hello, I'm Charles Cobes, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Cobes Show. This week's big idea, God is a comedian. God is putting on a show for us called Life. And if we're taking it too seriously, we pay a big price. In this week's show, I'm going to show you a way to have a comic vision about this thing we call life so that you don't take it too seriously. This weekly show is founded on the formula SA plus P equals S, self-awareness plus passion equals success. Since 1993, as Australasia's passion provocateur, having left my successful legal career, I have inspired, provoked, educated audiences in workshops, in conferences, in group coaching sessions, in individual coaching. To live a life of passion, to discover passion, to not give away this magnificent gift that we have called life and not live it with passion. I have written two books, Passionate People Produce, Passionate Performance, that explore these ideas in great detail. And the ideas that I have shared with audiences over the past 28 years have had significant positive impact on them. I hope this show has a similar impact on you. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. I hope that this show provokes you to become ever more self-aware because self-awareness plus passion equals your success. Now, if we're talking about God being a comedian, I think I'd better tell you an early joke for regular viewers, regular listeners. I don't share jokes too early in the show, but today, yes. And with all the technology dramas that are going on in life, I thought I would tell you a story about the better computer programmer. Jesus and Satan had an argument as to who was the better programmer. This went on for a few hours until they agreed to hold a contest with God as the judge. They set themselves before their computers and began. They typed furiously for several hours, lines of code streaming up the screen. Seconds before the end of the competition, a bolt of lightning strikes, taking out the electricity. Moments later, the power is restored, and God announces that the contest is over. He asks Satan to show what he came up with. Satan is visibly upset and cries, I have nothing, I lost it all when the power went out. Very well, says God. Let's see if Jesus feared any better. Jesus enters command, and the screen comes to life in vivid display. The voices of an angelic choir pour forth from the speakers. Satan is astonished. He stutters. But how? I I lost everything, but, but Jesus' program is intact. How did he do it? God chuckles. Jesus saves. <laughs> Woohoo! So, there you are. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket, red the colour of passion. When you see red, 
Think of passion. Think of your passion. Think of the passion of your family members, of how you want your children, if you have them, to live their lives. Do you want them to be passionate or do you want them to be dull, quiet, boring, low on life, low on energy? Each week I explore one big idea. One big idea because if I share too many ideas with you, you end up embracing none of them. So I hope each week you come back, watch the show, listen to the show, and go, wow, and think about the idea and how you're going to apply it in your life. I also share with you practical resources, jokes, a song, a quote, a spiritual tip, a health tip that help you apply the big idea during the week. This show is not politically correct, so I hope my jokes do a little bit of quote, offend, end quote, you. No, no, we're not, I, don't, I never want to offend anybody, but I'm not going to stop saying what I feel like saying, what I want to say, what I think is of value, because somebody might be offended. And because we're talking about God as a comedian, of course, this show also has important spiritual elements. So I don't deny for a moment the spirituality of our human existence. Now, a quick review of the week. Here we are. The week where the debate went on about Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Has he conceded? Has he not conceded? Inauguration on the 20th of January. Major, major global impact on what's going to happen. And the interesting question is what's true? What's not true? What's fake? And the fact is you cannot get all of the answers from one source of news. I look at many sources of news and it's very interesting how you have to put the elements together. Mainstream news, if that's your sole source of news, it is very biased. Also during the week was the banning of Trump. In fact, the banning of of conservatives from various platforms. Now think about that in terms of freedom of speech. I absolutely reject it. And I call on you dear viewers, you dear listeners, to boycott companies that want to boycott conservatives. I'm all about freedom of speech. The freedom to say what you want to say. And if you have companies who say, I don't want to deal with you because you're a conservative, I would boycott those companies. I think there's going to be a massive number of companies that will gain great market share by standing in the market and saying, we will enable, we will deal with anybody regardless of your political views. The conversation in the media is also dominated by coronavirus discussions and vaccine discussions, harm caused by vaccines, claims by doctors that the vaccines are safe. And as we talked about in last week's show, the science around all these issues, are they settled or not settled? Well, I'll tell you one thing that's settled. Coffee is good for me, and I'm addicted to it, and I love certain addictions, and coffee's one of them. I just love the stuff. So to show you how unsettled the science is in America – the lockdown rules in Florida are totally different to the rules in California. So who's right? 
So this is the nonsensical. This is the nonsensical idea that we've. It's all clear. Anyone who disagrees with we politicians is wrong. And then the politicians say, "Well, the the technocrats told us that this is what we have to do, so we're doing it." Total abdication of political accountability. They're just saying the doctors said this is what we have to do, so we're doing it regardless of the cost. This is the debate that's going on in all of the various media. But if you only look at mainstream media, you will hear, "Oh yes." Politicians are doing wonderful things to protect us. What about the people whose lives are being decimated? In the UK, Boris Johnson is under pressure from his party because he keeps chopping and changing the rules, as Australian politicians do, depending on the wind. And they've said, "You must end these ridiculous lockdowns." The science, in their minds, is also not settled. We have to. Tell our politicians what we think, and you are free. I am free to do that. That's what freedom of speech is about. So I hope, as these issues are running around in your mind, you are thinking about what you want to say. Then, within your family circles, many people tell me they make decisions. I don't want to go there because I don't want to have the debate. I don't want to have the argument. That's true. Sometimes. We have to make a value judgment in particular circles. We don't want to say certain things, but if all of us shut up because we never want to have an argument with anybody, then we are in big trouble. That is my prediction. If we all shut up to avoid any conflict, avoid any anger, to avoid any possible sense of offence, we are in trouble as human beings. And of course. During the week, Julie and I managed to get exercise done every day: swimming, walking, cycling. Well, Julie does the walking; I do the swimming and the cycling, plus some push-ups. So no, I don't just do aerobic work. Resistance work is also important for building muscle. Otherwise, as you get older, you lose muscle mass. So it's been a pretty good week. With plenty of opportunities for learning, I assure you, I've taken those opportunities. I haven't got time to go through what those opportunities were, but I'm amazed when I add up all of the elements of learning that I did during the week. They are quite extensive. I hope they are for you as well. Now to our big idea for the week. Before I do, I invite you to subscribe to the YouTube channel if that's how you're watching it. Subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to it. Visit our websites: covest.com for corporate programs and public programs, speeches, conferences. To charlescovest.com to learn about the self-awareness and passion quest. Subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. You can also get a copy of the Seven Strategies for Passionate Performance from both of those websites. Passion Points to Ponder are. Somewhat infrequent but important bits of writing and ideas that expand on some of the issues that I deal with in this show, and this show is limited, of course, by the amount of time that I want to take from you. So, my big idea: God is a comedian. Imagine that. God is a comedian, and he's putting on this. Show called Life. 
and we're supposed to laugh at it. We are not supposed to take this too seriously. This is a gift. This is an amazing experience that varies moment by moment. Imagine if you went to a show with, by a comedian and it was all predictable. How bored would you be? So I find most of us these days are taking life too seriously. You have to take certain elements of it seriously, but if your life is dominated by seriousness, you've lost the point. Because think about it. This planet's been around for 4 billion years, 500,000 years, Homo sapiens arrived. We are here, each one of us, for anywhere up to 120 years. I propose to be around until I'm at least 120 years, as I have shared with you. But 120 years in in a 100,000 years, we are such insignificant pimples on an elephant's bum that to take this entirely seriously just doesn't make sense. And God gives us all of these clues as a comedian and says, hey, I've created people to be different, to give you material to laugh at. Why aren't you laughing? So you st- start to go, gosh, what's the point of having 120 years or 100 years or three score and 10 years of seriousness? Are you serious? That is unsustainable. And life, God in, you know, it doesn't matter whether you believe in God, take the universe, but I happen to believe in God, but it's not a bloke in the sky, but I do believe in intelligent design, not just evolution. When you look at the science on this element of is it possible that we as human beings got consciousness just through random chance, I'm I'm very comfortable with the proposition that we didn't. So I love the idea that God is a comedian because I don't want to take this experience called life too seriously because I want to do some laughing. I believe we are meant to laugh and to cry, and to be inspired by the show that God is putting on called Life. God has invited us to this show, and here we are for this period, this tiny, tiny period of life in universal terms. Isn't it interesting that comedians who are entertainers make the most money? Great comedians, they just, they, they... Give us such joy. And I was listening to a piece of research that people spend more time on entertainment on television than any other genre of material. We want to laugh, but I'm concerned that not enough of us are doing so. Hence the value of this week's big idea to your life. I use humour in my speeches. There is a saying about professional speakers that... In response to the question, do I need to be funny in my speeches? The response from experts is only if you want to be paid. People don't want to listen to serious stuff all the time. My commitment to humour is also demonstrated by the fact that I'm the chairman of the Australian Institute of Comedy, which was founded by Pete Crofts. And it was Pete Crofts who inspired me to come to to explore this idea that God is a comedian. He shared with me Voltaire's quote, which is also one of the quotes for this week, but I'll put it in here, and it was this, God is a comedian, 
and humanity is the audience that has forgotten to laugh. That was Voltaire in the 18th century. Wonderful French philosopher, thinker. I'm the chairman now of the Institute of Comedy. I'm on the committee of the Australian Cartoon Museum. Both of those organisations are on the website. We'll put the details in the show notes. But cartoons also are great opportunities for looking at life in a humorous way. And Pete Crofts has dedicated his whole life to helping people look at life in a humorous way. Now, the problem with political correctness is it's killing, it's killing the ability of comedians to be funny because more and more people, the thought police are coming out and saying, don't laugh. And if you look at communist and totalitarian regimes, there is much less laughter in the environment than there is in Australia. And so killing laughter is part of killing our humanity. And I think God has given us that message that you have to laugh because if you don't, life is not what I meant it to be. So if you are a comedian, if you like telling jokes, if you like walking on the edge, then I urge you to keep doing so because shutting up the comedian's Blocking cartoons as being politically incorrect is the beginning of the end of your freedom because freedom starts to be eroded by blocking freedom of speech and comedy is a crucial element to this. Now, to get some reinforcement for this idea I'm sharing with you, I want to quote from Philip Adams' wonderful book, More Australian Jokes, and he said this, Humans are dignified by doom, defined by an awareness of mortality. As far as we know, no other creature has this essentially tragic awareness. Even those who assuage anxieties by believing in God are confronted by the fact that he is the cosmic comic who, in the greatest of all practical jokes, has provided us with a slapstick fate. Where a handful are condemned to the chair, the gallows, the gas chamber, the garrote, or the fatal injection, God has condemned the entire eight billion of us to the hospital, the hospice, the car accident, the plane crash, the stroke. There you are. Philip Adams, who doesn't even believe in God, reckons he's a cosmic comic. Rob Sitch is a wonderful, wonderful Australian comic writer, producer, he he produced The Castle, wonderful movie, his, his group. And I want to read this quote from him. In Pete Croft's book, which is the book of the week, How to Use Humour in Business and Life. Humour is such an important part of life, says Rob Sitch. I think to take humour out of drama is to distort life. I think one of the Australian characteristics, if there is one, is that blokes particularly try to make a joke in the most difficult circumstances. Humour and drama go together in this country possibly more than anywhere else. And that's what Pete Crofts in his work has been doing for over 50 years. And that's why the Australian Institute of Comedy has adopted as its motto, you've got to laugh, mate. You see, 
all difficulties become easy when you learn to laugh at whatever is happening to you. So, I reckon that's about enough for talking about God being a comedian. This is a show that's been given to you for a 100 years. Enjoy the show. Go through the ups and the downs, but don't just go through the downs because when you embrace the show that God as a comedian has put on for you, this becomes truly the game of life. Think about that as this week goes on. That's about it now for some resources. Firstly, the book of the week, as I said, Pete Croft's book, How to Use Humour in Business and Life, and interestingly, Philip Adams wrote the foreword to that Pete's wonderful book. My quote for the week was the Voltaire quote, God is a comedian and humanity is his audience that has forgotten to laugh. But I want to give you a bonus quote, and this is from Pete Croft's book, and with an Australian bent, but this is all about the Australian humour philosophy. And this is about what it means to be an Australian. You don't have to play sport to be an Australian. You don't have to own your own home to be an Australian. You don't have to sleep with a member of the opposite sex to be an Australian. You don't have to like a cold beer to be an Australian. You don't have to believe in God to be an Australian. You do have to have a sense of humour to be an Australian. Think about that. My song for the week is a song that I didn't know very well. I remember hearing it from many years ago by the Monkees. Daydream Believer, to remind you of the Monkees. This song is Laugh. Listen to these lyrics. Every face that I see is all wrapped up in frowns. And unfortunately, it kind of gets me down. Laugh, because the music is funny. Yeah, the bass sounds offbeat. Ain't that neat? Laugh when you lose all your money or you can't find your shoes to cover your feet. And on it goes. Think of songs that make you laugh. But the monkeys laugh. My health tip for the week. You've heard that wonderful quote. Laughter is the best medicine. So I urge you to create the environment where you can have more laughter. And the two things that are you, two practical steps that you can take is to number one, read joke books or read jokes on the internet. Number two, watch great comic movies. Watch movies that make you laugh and great comic movies. I have found I can watch over and over again and each person's choice of comedy is different. That's one of the elements of God being a comedian where he made us all different so that we could all provoke each other and laugh at each other at our weirdness. Watching funny movies and the laughter that you allow yourself to release is so healthy for you. You can also watch Patch Adams, the Patch Adams movie where Pat, uh, Patch, the famous, famous clown, went to hospitals and made a massive impact on the health of patients. The spiritual tip is to have more fun. Remind yourself to have more fun. Fun is one of the 10 Fs of spirituality that I've shared with you in earlier shows. 
Now, I've got another joke for you, since we're talking about comedians. And of course, it's about God and Satan. One bright, beautiful Sunday morning, everyone in the tiny town of Johnstown got up early and went to the local church. Before the service started, the townspeople were sitting in their pews and talking about their lives and their families. Of course, this is before coronavirus lockdown. And suddenly, Satan appeared at the front of the church. Everyone started screaming and running for the front entrance, trampling each other in a frantic effort to get away from the evil incarnate. Soon, everyone was evacuated from the church except for one elderly gentleman who sat calmly in his pew, not moving, seemingly oblivious to the fact that God's ultimate enemy is in his presence. Now, this confused Satan a bit, so he walked up to the man and said, Hey, don't you know who I am? The man replied, Yep, sure do. Satan asked, Aren't you afraid of me? Nope, sure ain't, said the man. Satan was a little perturbed at this and queried, Why aren't you afraid of me? The man calmly answered, I've been married to your sister for 25 years. <laughs> Aha, that made me laugh. I love it, I love it. All right, now I think we're just about at the end. Think about becoming more of a comedian in your life. Think about enjoying this comic show that God is putting on as a comedian. I hope I've provoked some new thinking by you. I hope I've motivated you to discover your passion, if you're not clear about it. I hope I've provoked you to become passionate about humour, just like I am. Or to enjoy your passion for coffee, just as I do. I again invite you to visit our websites, covest.com, charlescovest.com. Subscribe on YouTube to this show or to the podcast. Subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder on either of the websites. On those websites, you can buy my books, Passionate People Produce, Passionate Performance. You will find them most helpful in helping guide your decisions in designing the life that you want to live. And until next week, may you have far more laughs this week than last week. May you start to apply a comic vision to all of the circumstances of your life and may you embrace with passion the challenges on a day-to-day basis whilst smiling, grateful for this gift that we have given to us called life. Thanks for being with us this week. I look forward to being with you next week. Bye. Bye.